0: Welcome back to Eat, Laugh, Hustle. It is your girl, Rika, and happy new year. Guys, let me let you know, this was a great new year's. I mean, I did the same old ritual that I do, which is sit outside, pop the fireworks with the kids, listen to music, that whole jazz. We even play some spades with the kids. They're getting old enough for us to, you know, bust some cars out with them. And uh, but my ritual is, baby, five minutes before. Your girl's in the bathroom in a quiet place praying in the new year. Usually the kids are calling for me because, you know, it's like the clock is striking 12 and they're getting hugs. And I'm giving my my gracious thoughts and prayers um, to the Lord. Right. For bringing us into 2022, which, oh, man, it's just crazy how fast it came. Um I sat down on Sunday, actually. The spouse prayed over us. And then I had, I went in a circle and I asked the kids, say one thing that you're grateful for and what is going to be your word for 2022? And I did that because they're old enough to really hone in on what they want to accomplish. And so it was just great to hear their focus words. I was impressed. Um, You know, as a mom, I'm like, go ahead, mom, you're doing the right thing. Because their words were very intentional. And I know that they, you know, even putting on the spot that they had already thought about it. So that was pretty cool. I'm a part of a lot of like groups, mom's groups, business groups podcast groups you name it and each of those groups were like throwing vision board parties you know which is cool it was like let's brunch and let's do business strategy and all that type of stuff but did you already do your new year's resolutions did you already set those goals did you already do the vision board you did personally I am a Um, writer uh, for vision. I like to write out my vision before I start really putting pictures and things to it Everybody has their process. This is like the second year that I've done a digital vision board. And so that was cool. If you were following me on Facebook, you saw that I actually did 12 days of vision leading up to, you know, Christmas. And it was just about making sure that we took the time to put together a purpose driven vision before the new year. And um, I know a lot of people like, I mean why is it a big deal that you you write it out you mean you you put it all on your board as for as your pictures I like to make sure that you know my goals are really driven by what God is willing for me in a new season and, you know, and making sure that I'm operating in purpose. I like to ask questions like, is your vision driven to operate in purpose? And they're like, I mean, but why that question? Because if it's not, then what's the point of it all, right? Like you have to begin to make sure that you are selective and intentional with your time, energy, and peace, and sometimes we find ourselves going on these personal and business ventures that doesn't align with what our purpose is. And it leaves us feeling burnt out, guilty, and just, you know, out of control. And so I wanted to make sure that I was intentional this year on my vision board. I actually place different prayers, different scriptures to combat doubt to make sure that I stay focused on a goal for those moments where I felt like I didn't have the strength. I felt like I was doing too much. I put things in place to remind me, girl, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to dream big. Um, Make sure that God is part of the plan. Keep him first in everything that I do. And so I'm just offering and encouraging you to do the same. And so that when you're sitting at your desk and you don't have time to go flip through something, it's right there. A scripture, a simple prayer, um, an image to remind you, keep your eyes on the prize. Think about vision boards in general, I commonly see, you know, around that 90 day, three month mark, kind of reverting back to the old way of doing things or themselves. And I thought like, why is that? And the number one answer is drum roll, please. If I had sound effects, it would be the habits. Plainly stated, it's your habits. So going into this episode this week, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about your habits going into the new year, empower you to change your habits so that you can not only crush your goals, but also become the best version of yourself in 2022. This year, we are going to be intentional with our time energy, and peace. Say it with me, everybody. This year, I am going to be intentional with my time, energy, and peace. And the way we do that, is by changing our habits. I mean, it's just true. Um, As I was doing a little bit of reading and researching, like I always do, um, I wanted to come to you guys just with something that was going to be beneficial for you as you go into this new year. So I thought, um, why not do Badass Habits by Jen Sincero? Uh, She is also the book of like, You Are a Badass, um, You Are a Badass, The Money Edition, I mean, I just love her books because she just gives that real, just no BS look at how we function and how we think about certain things. And so when she did, you know, badass habits, I was like, let me see what this is about. And uh, let me just tell you, your girl delivered. I would say the main thing is, is keeping your main thing, the main thing w- when dealing with habits and recognizing that, A lot of people, you know, fail at going into their new year, becoming that new you, not because you're not willing to change your habits. It's because people are not willing to support you with you changing your habits, which then in turn makes you doubt, am I doing the right thing? It's, it's just human nature. And we have a tendency of wanting to be accepted, supported, and have that feeling like, girl, or boy, you doing the right thing. Unfortunately, that hinders our growth. So the first thing I would say is, Have you checked your circle lately? What is that thing looking like? Is it time to, you know, as people say, niche down in business? Maybe it's time for you to niche down in your circle. In the book, she says, shift your identity to match the habits you're adopting. In other words, your new level is going to require you to shift your identity because you can't keep doing the same thing expecting different results. Studies have shown that nearly half of the actions we perform on an everyday basis are habitual, whether it's drinking a cup of coffee, if it's praying, shoot slouching, talking, you know, to our girlfriends every day. Those are things that we do habitually are essentially just beliefs, thoughts, action that we repeat on autopilot. And I know what you're thinking, like, oh, what does this have to do with vision? Well, if you're going to go into 2022 with a new vision, that's going to require some new habits so that you can then assume the new identity of being whoever you desire to be in your next season. Other than having the five to six categories that it's on your vision board, how can you successfully put that vision board to action and make sure that at the end of 2022 that you've achieved some of your goals? Well, that's going to require three things. Number one, you have an ideal group of people surrounding you that's going to further you, and push you to your next level and through your season. It's going to be very uncomfortable. Um, You don't need yes people around you. You need particular people that's going to call you on your BS, that's going to give you the words or affirmations that you need during the time that you need them, but that's also going to kick you in your butt and say, girl, stop playing, keep going. The second thing you're going to need is you're going to need benchmarks. You're going to need something to evaluate if you are really going after those goals. So often we put so many things up on our vision board and guess what we don't do? We don't put things in place for when doubt seeps in, for when those moments where you feel like, you know what, this was bigger than what I thought, or it just seems impossible. Remember what I said, that habits are things that we do on autopilot. I know for me that I have a tendency to take on a whole bunch of everything, or I want to be a helper to so many people that I say yes and yes and yes, and I commit to this. Now I'm learning, A, it's okay to say no. And I'm also establishing exactly what I want to do and does it serve the life that I'm trying to create for myself right now. That doesn't mean that I can't help other people, but that means that if I am falling short or I am spread thin, then that means I can't accomplish my goals because I'm trying to accomplish everybody else's goal. So you got to have a a fine um, balance and fine tune that thing for work-life balance, which gets me on to my next one, which is Establishing healthy boundaries. Establishing healthy boundaries, I mean, they are especially critical when it comes to creating new habits. Because in order to stay the course, you can't afford to have your time structured by outside forces. Your beliefs can't be swayed by the naysayers. Your attention can't be consumed by the often unconscious need to control those around you. I mean, there's going to be the mom guilt. Uh, It's going to be things. like I should have, could have, would have, or simply uh, it's impossible to do. So you got to make sure that you are setting the groundwork. Lay that thing down. Set the good boundaries. Lay the groundwork for you just embracing this new identity, your new you. that she gave in the book, she was like, if you are developing a habit of becoming a better manager at work, for example, you need to create solid boundaries by articulating your expectations, laying down clear guidelines, allowing your employees the space to flourish without hovering, aka being a micromanager, over them and, and being neither a friend nor a tyrant to those you manage. If getting into a habit of not eating meat, you need to ask your friends to meet at restaurants with good vegetarian options. If you are trying to say, hey, I am not drinking, then you need to make sure that you put yourself in an environment where you just don't drink. It's all about the boundaries that you set for yourself. And guess what? And no, doesn't make you a bad person at all of the day, we need to look at habits and boundaries like this. Habits define who you're being, whereas boundaries define the space you require in order to be who you're being we are aware it or not, we're always making choices about setting healthy boundaries, setting unhealthy boundaries, or setting no boundaries at all. And look, when I read that out of the book, I was like, mm, that's true. We all fall into one of these three categories. We either are too yesy, too much no, or too controlly. Mm. I don't know which one I fall into. Well, let's let's look at them all. So too yesy. We say yes to everything because we want to avoid confrontation, disappointing others, appearing selfish, or missing out on the chance to feel needed and important. Too much no. We say no to everything for fear of being seen, disappointed, disappointing, judge, inadequate, needed or hurt we put up a wall to hide behind the opposed to create a boundary that allow us to fully flourish to controlling we try to control other people get them to take on our problems and or become overly involved with their problems we seek out those who enable us or become enablers ourselves because we don't want to fix our own lives we want to feel in control needed loved or not alone. Which one are you? Honest, we all participate in like all of these categories at one point in our life, right? Like... Some things just require us to be too yesy. we going to say yes to the boss, you know, when we know it's outside of our job description. we going to say no to invitations and, you know, blind dates or to avoid awkwardness or rejection. And, you know, as a mom, we going to be very controlly of our kids, you know, telling them what to wear, where they can go or, you know, what to say. That's just that's just life. However, comma. One of the premier causes of unnecessary drama in these categories is that we refuse to set boundaries or simply our boundaries are just bad having bad boundaries doesn't make us bad people it just makes us regular old people who are trying to avoid pain and isolation by behaving in ways that ultimately would cause us to feel the very pain and isolation we were trying to avoid oh child when she said jokes on us i was like i felt that (laughs) I did. I felt that thing. Um, Here's what we got to stop being confused about. We want to be nice. We want to bring joy to others. We want to be good. We want to be helpful. We want to be compassionate. We want to be, you know, all of these things, popular people, but do these things compromise our boundaries? Hmm. We fear setting boundaries because it's almost like at the end of the day, does it make us look selfish? Like that's the issue. I would just say this because I, and I will read it directly out of the book because I think Jen put it very well. Having good, clear boundaries are gifts to everyone. Resentment, exhaustion, guilt, guilt, obligation, passive aggressiveness are gifts to no one. What do you do when people closest to you don't support who you're becoming? As I was ending our first segment, I ended with the food for thought question, which was, what do you do when people closest to you don't support who you're becoming? Better question is, why do we want people or why do we require people to support our God-given vision? I think there's this misconception that because we've been given a vision, that people should automatically support us. There should be automatic buy-in to whatever we're doing. When I speak of this God-given vision, I'm talking about the not just a vision for what you want to accomplish in your life, but who you want to become. At the end of the day, that is going to require you to change. And when you change, you leveling up. Everybody can't go. I mean, it's going to require you to change circles. It's going to require you to bring on some new habits, just so that you can become that new person. And in order for you to shift and become that new person, you got to kill off that old identity. Which, at the end of the day, this is going to require you to set some new boundaries because everybody can't have access to the new you. Go ahead and keep it real. The truth of the matter is everybody can't handle the new you. Everybody is not going to be supportive of the new you. So you're going to have to set some clear boundaries of who has access to you and for what reason. That's why it's very important for you to have a solid inner circle. And when other people see you changing, two things can happen. One, they can be motivated by your change, your progress, and you leveling up that they feel like, you know what, I can do it too. Or it can go the negative way and it can be jealousy and that it can spark envy and they feel like, oh, so you think you too good. Oh, you got this big dream Oh, you got this big vision. Mm, I guess I... The best way to kill a tree is by killing the seed. And sometimes our visions, our dreams, our goals are just in seed form. It's gonna take us to get through the year. All the stuff that we're envisioning, it's gonna take for us to water that thing, for us to make sure that we're you, you, we're feeding this thing for that growth to happen. And it doesn't happen overnight. At the end of the day. People care about the results. Vision is not popular. The results are. People don't understand what it took for you to get to being who you are right now in this moment. They don't know what it took to have that marriage, what it took to have those kids, what it took to have that job, what it took to get that award, what it even takes on a daily basis for you to go out and dream big. People don't know. In 2022, as we shape shift into being the best version of ourselves, we're going to be intentional with our time, our energy, and our peace. Our principle I want to give you is from Tony Robbins, and it is the rapid planning method. It's three basic principles. These principles are going to help you not only crush your goals, but they're going to empower you to stay on the path of creating a new you shape-shifting into that person that you desire to be by changing your habits. So when you are right now thinking about your vision board or your vision or your goals and it is clear and you have clarity, right? These are the things I want you to think about. Number one, be specific on the end result. Whatever that goal is that you're going for, write out exactly what you want the end result to be. Next, I want you to ask yourself, why do you want to achieve this result? Why is it important to you? Is it to change your life? Is it to change the lives of those around you? Is it for like family legacy? Is it for financial freedom? Like, what is it? And lastly, once all of that is done, I want you now to hone in, focus, and come up with an action plan to take steps to get to that result. It's just that simple. A lot of times what we will do is we will say, for example, I want to be a millionaire. Great. You want to be a millionaire, but what does being a millionaire do for you? What does it do for your family? How will it change your life? What would be the end result of you being a millionaire? What does the lifestyle of a millionaire look like for you? Write that out. Now, now that you have that written out, let's get some goals in place for you now to go after not millionaire status, right? Before you to go after the life that you so desire. When you go after the life or the dream that you desire, guess what? your habits are going to have to change with that big dream, with that lifestyle. So again, when you have vision, just know that you're about to get uncomfortable because it's going to require you to make some changes. Changes, commitment, and habit starts with the head first. So I want you guys to take a moment this week, this is your homework, to take a moment, review some of the things that you have written down, Um, make sure that they are smart, they're specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, they're realistic, right? And they're timely. This is nothing new. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of SMART goals or making sure that your goals are SMART. Into so this week's tips, tools, and strategies. Number one, niche down your inner circle, meaning if people are not there to support the person and your goals that you are going for, you don't need them there, boo. You need people that are going to call you on your BS and encourage you at the same time. That's a must. Number two, put measures in place to combat Obstacles or doubt, whether it be self affirmations, whether it's prayers, whether it's meditation, something to remind you of the prize ahead, right? You got to keep your eyes on a prize. And that's the point of having your vision board there. But also on that vision board, make sure you have something that when doubt seeps in, there's something that can say, you know what, girl? You know, I can do this. It's more than a word. It's a phrase that you're gonna be able to say to yourself. Establish that. Number three, set milestones or benchmarks to ensure you keep your main thing the main thing. In other words, when you have uh milestones, benchmarks set in place from your goals being smart, then you see like, yep. I'm on the right path. That's part of my action plan. And it makes it easier to say no for things that don't fall in line with your main thing. Number four, establish new boundaries to support your new habits. Sometimes the answer is just going to have to be no. Sometimes you're not going to be able to go to that party. You're not going to be able to go hang out because you got things to do. You're not going to be able to drink. That is the new you. Number five have faith. If God gave you the vision, he will send you the support. I say that because sometimes we have these big dreams that's, that looks impossible. we like, man, why did I say that I wanted to go after this giant? But baby, come here, uh, David, while you slay Goliath. You can do this, honey. You got it. You can do it. With God, all things are possible. Luke 1, 3, 7. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that for your board. So just make sure you have faith that you can do it. Operate in faith. Lastly, be quiet. That's number six. Be quiet. Recognize that seasons change with time and cycles change with habits. Understanding what you're in. Are you in a season? or is this a cycle? Operate accordingly. Be quiet about what you're trying to do. Be quiet about your vision. Sometimes you have to move in silence like the G in lasagna. Thanks, Lil Wayne. You know, that's my mantra. Remember, the vision isn't popular. The results are. People are not going to understand what it took for you to get where you are right now. I wish you guys peace blessings, abundance, overflow, prosperity, and strength. Happy New Year. That is the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, go ahead and rate, review, and share with a friend. If you're not following me on Instagram, you're wrong. Stop by, say hi, let's connect. I'm over there to nourish your mind, body, and goals. There's two things that they can't knock, and that's God's grace and your hustle. Be blessed.